0: Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks, thanks everyone who came out today. My name is Mike Dellen. I am the growth manager here at Rank. Uh We are joined by Mike King, founder and managing director of Ipolrank. Hey, 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 Ma- SEO manager at Weedmaps and Jake Jameson, senior SEO manager at Drizzly. How are you guys feeling today?
1: I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking.
0: Good yeah. to be here. Good to hear. So um, as a quick agenda, this is our rankable uh, live webinar. Basically what we do here is we get together with uh, like-minded individuals in the industry and we talk through some of the stuff that they're seeing. Uh, So as a little bit of agenda, what we're going to do is kind of talk a little bit about life before coronavirus and everything going on in the world, how things have kind of changed and frankly, how working at these emerging markets has led to some really great opportunities and generally growth uh, throughout these times. Um, so really really to get things kicked off right now, I, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about you guys and just your general focus let's call it in like January before any of this stuff had, had gone on. So uh, John, we'll start with you. Like before we even heard about Corona, like what were the, some of the things that you've been working on?
1: I mean, it was very similar to just in any regular SEO strategy, you know, create uh create content that we have gaps in the industry on. Cause I mean, Weed Maps has been around since I want to say one of the first mover advantage for the cannabis industry. So our goal was to, Figure fill in the gaps that our competitors have in terms of the keywords that they're currently targeting, and that's essentially what the strategy was, right? Create content, uh, target those keywords, and and rank for them. That was just essentially the very very beginning before COVID.
0: Absolutely, and and Jake, for you, did you find that to be pretty similar? You know, just another day in the life trying to fill in the gaps and whatnot.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we were focusing on it. SEO is pretty standard no matter what the situation is. You're like trying to understand what your customers are looking for and what problems they're trying to solve. And you're trying to let them know that you can help them solve it. Right. So that Mm -hmm. that's going to be, that's been our main focus. So the main, like we had a few different projects we were working on. Uh, The big one is what we call our local pages, which are pages targeted at specific cities where we are, um, where we have uh, have stores available and kind of targeting it around alcohol delivery in San Francisco or New York City or whatever. And we focused in late 2019, we basically increased those pages by about 10X. We went from about hundred pages to closer to a thousand and we've just been optimizing the heck out of them. And that was what we were doing before we ever knew what any of this would happen. And the other thing we did was kind of make it a little bit more dynamic. So we weren't manually making those. Anytime we had a, a store to a city, we now have a page, a city page for that area, which kind of makes it a little easier to uh, be able to capture stuff a little bit more quickly than we were before, a little bit less reactive and we're kind of ahead of it a little bit, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that makes total sense to me. And I, I think that one of the things that everyone just kind of thinks about when they're thinking about coronavirus and, and their work on a day-to-day base, basis is that it kind of just came out of left field and no one was really quite preparing for whether it be the good or the bad that that would come along with it for their individual businesses. Uh, But one of the main reasons, you know, I kind of reached out out of the blue to to have you guys on is is because you two both work for industries and businesses that are really thriving right now. Um, So I'd love to hear a little bit more about just like when Corona first happened, uh, that kind of intent shift that you guys saw. Uh, I know we talk about this a lot, how, you know, back in the day before all of this, it, it was really more uh, targeted at the at the discovery phase. And now we moved all the way down to uh, the decision phase of things. Uh, Jake, uh, I mean, for you, uh, we kind of talked a little bit in the past about Drizzly. Um, I'd love to hear your input on you know what strategies you guys kind of implemented to go from uh, basically working through the discovery phase all the way down to now the decision making phase.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were actually there were a couple other projects we've been working on that kind of helped out with that too. Like, the the, the interesting thing was, when people knew about alcohol delivery, there's, a, there's a lot of questions for people. Typically, there's, a, there's a lot more of sort of objection handling generally with alcohol delivery, like, isn't that illegal? Are you sure that's okay? Like that kind of thing. Um, and what all of a sudden, we're in the news being name dropped by all these major networks. And suddenly it was like, everybody knew alcohol delivery was was cool and everybody wanted it Um, jake jake from my perspective i was like about time i don't have to leave the house (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and uh so a lot of people they're just uh, that a lot of that awareness building that we've been trying to do a lot of that like trying to grow people like hey yeah it's totally cool as long as we're in your state that means that it's legal for us to be in your state um so a lot of that kind of went away and we actually have you know sort of similar to those local pages that we were talking about we also started targeting uh liquor stores near me is a huge uh keyword that just a ton of volume around it so mm-hmm. we started to try to tr- attract people that were a little higher in the funnel they don't know that alcohol delivery is available but they they are just looking for a local liquor store and then once we get them onto our page when they're ranking well we're like yeah cool these are the, na- the liquor stores in your neighborhood also they can bring you your booze and um that has really worked out for us well too i mean it it was just crazy like the the stuff that we had done last year and at the beginning of this year like we will after everything that was happening and you know we we um ended up rationing back on a lot of uh sort of like our paid spend and all that kind of stuff so the seo pages were just given like a chance to shine right so um in april our like seo new buyers those that's what i'm that's one of the metrics that I'm really sort of focusing on and trying to build. Like we saw this, this growth go from like, it was 1500%, 1500% plus year over year growth um, for April in terms of people who just came, landed on those pages and converted. So we're really now at this point, we're just trying to make the experience better. We're trying to make sure those pages load quickly we're trying to make sure that, that we have coverage in those areas and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's been the main, the, the biggest thing with these, um, the projects that we've been working on. The other thing that's been kind of cool and is, you know, we've been really trying to, we already had on a roadmap that we were trying to work on, so like partner links, right? Like we have all these amazing suppliers that we partner with and getting them to link to our, you know, to their drizzly pages, like their brand page or their different product pages. That was already on the, on the docket. We have this infrastructure set up. We were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do this outreach. And I'm sure John's like, Oh, cool partner links. That's on the first page of the SEO rule book, man. What's, what's <laughs> going on? Um, but it just turned out that that same kind of intent shift, all of a sudden these partners who we'd been really trying to court and really were having a hard time convincing them that, that this was a good thing for them. All of a sudden they're like, Oh, we're not able to link directly to retailers. We're not able to often uh, offer e-commerce on our own site. We want to link to your pages because you can suddenly, uh, you know, within an hour, within two hours, or, or within for shipping a little bit longer, um, you can sort of help us sort of strike while this iron's hot. And that's been a really big, uh, really great push and sort of change in the mindset of people that we're working with.
0: Yeah. and, and I definitely can see how it's um, really exciting to see all that work and then kind of this stuff happens. And then all of a sudden, all that work that you've been preparing on is now at the forefront. And it's the most useful things that a lot of your partners have seen in order for them to grow their businesses. Uh, but John, I mean, I, I want to ask you the same question, but I think that before we get right into that, I think it's important because a lot of people don't really understand how wheat Maps might work on the national level, being as well, marijuana isn't federally legal. Uh, so I'd love if you could kind of just walk us through, you know, kind of how everything works, being as some states are not legal and others are legal, and then kind of talk to us uh, about what you've been seeing.
1: That's a really good question because as an SEO that's working at an industry that's like semi-legal, has, that's been one of my challenges, right? Um, how do you optimize for multiple different states that are legal, but at the same time, your tech stack creates regions, and it's like a batch region release, right? How do you how do you How do you work around that? It's like, well, right now, it's like the way that we're currently optimizing is by um, providing crawlable paths to the ones that we currently have uh, that the states are currently legal and the regions are legal. Anything that's not legal doesn't get a crawlable path. Uh, but the, but the thing is, is like all those regions are already kind of built out already. So the challenge was like, how do we get these pages ranking over other pages that may not be as valuable. It's like, well, we, have, we would have to, again, create crawlable paths and also optimizing the content on the page to add additional relevance to whatever we're currently trying to target. So that was, that's been a main challenge. However, it's been, because we have first mover advantage for all dispensaries, delivery, doctors, brands, keywords, ranking for those specific keywords isn't too difficult as long as we have to correct optimizations in the title tags and also in the content. So it wasn't too big of a challenge, but that's kind of like how we're currently are currently dealing with things as new regions open up. It's like, well, what, what do we do? It's like well, we create a crawlable path from our homepage, for example, who has like the most backlinks and we want to leverage those backlinks into the pages that Google bot is not currently able to see because the homepage does dynamically uh, render the content based off of your location. So like, let's say if Googlebot is is crawling from Ashburn, Virginia, or like Mountain View, they're only gonna see Mountain View content, right? So how are they gonna attribute that kind of content to a specific regional keyword, like marijuana dispensaries in California or whatever, right? So
2: um,
1: does that answer your question a little bit? Like,
3: Yeah, John, actually, I, I, we, we've seen, you know, the problem you just described, like actually have uh, a big impact on certain sites. So for instance, we were working with the site in the in the car space and um, for whatever reason, Google started crawling them from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so they had no inventory in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So everything became a soft 404 and those pages were falling out of the site. So I'm, I'm just curious, like, you know, how are you guys monitoring that type of stuff? Um, is there anything that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're just using to like navigate the fact that Googlebot may change where they're crawling from. And then after that, after that, my next question is how are you guys preparing for like, once the world does open up around, you know, marijuana and such, like, how are you going to make sure that you maintain that first movers advantage?
1: So the second question in regards to how to make sure we scale up to all the different regions is that all the infrastructure is already built out. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how I said, like with the tech structure and the way the tech stack is built out, um, all the regions are basically built on the beginning. So the scale is already there. All we need to do is make sure that we add a crawlable path, optimize the content on the page and also have actual content on the page like listings and and. Um, it's an online region and it's basically listings and different, yeah, essentially just listings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, your first question, could you uh, repeat that one more time?
3: Yeah. It's more like how, how are you guys monitoring that, you know, Googlebot's activity and behavior isn't ultimately affecting you because of the fact that you are, um, you know, location specific.
1: So I think of it more of like, Oh, well, how do I solve from wherever Googlebot crawls? Right. It's not just about like, is Googlebot just calling from Mountain View? It's like, no, it's like wherever Googlebot crawls and decides to start establishing relevance, we want to solve for that equation. So that equation is, again, interlinks. You want to have static interlinks, nothing that's dynamic. It's basically like all the dynamic info on the page I just I just basically cross that out. I'm like okay I'm not even going to take that into consideration because Googlebot's gonna crawl wherever they crawl right however the static content at the very bottom of the page for example that are inner links to the regions that Googlebot's not able to get to very quickly from the home page we make sure that the inner link is there and that is static it's never going to change regardless of wherever Googlebot's going to be crawling from
0: gotcha back to you Dylan. yeah yeah and i think that one of the the really interesting things that that i'm thinking about uh, especially as i think about my use of drizzly on a weekly frankly even daily basis is it it really comes down to for me i'm kind of lazy when it comes to leaving the apartment, going out, buying alcohol, when frankly, I could just be sitting in front of the TV and getting it delivered. But I think for most people, as they're itching to get outside, um, we might see that that more people are interested in getting back into liquor stores and what have you. So, Jake, I was kind of curious, like, how how do you guys plan to keep the demand for alcohol delivery once things start to reopen and people are looking to get out of the house and, and potentially go to those liquor stores in person?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think we can start playing around with the messaging on some of the pages that we have, but I, it's going to come down to basically keeping doing what we've always done, which is like keep driving awareness about us, keep a presence up, uh, you know, stay, you know, cross those fingers, stay on the first page of search results, and and uh, keep driving all kinds of organic traffic, you know, drive efficiently through paid channels, all your your standard stuff, but we're we're really focusing on trying to you know, just make a good experience on the, the website. So we've started to roll out things like, when you go to a liquor store, one of the things that you expect to see is a shelf of, of liquors that are kind of organized by type and things like that. So we're actually rolling out shelves on our on our site so you can go in and say, okay, uh, here, here are all the vodkas that I have available to me in my area and things like that. So it feels more like uh, going to the liquor store experience. Uh, without having to get off the couch like you mentioned um mm. you know and we just, we're keeping improving the experience we're we're working on site speed right now we are uh always sort of expanding our our network building out selection making things more personalized um and it's really like we're we're trying to build a brand that people can connect with and that we really believe in um and you know that that is just that's really what it is 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 Making Drizzly kind of a an entity that that people want to work with and that's really what the bottom line of it is.
3: Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that's very beneficial here for both, you know, we maps and potentially Drizzly is that people are creating new behaviors right now and they're trying out services like you guys when they may not have before. And, you know, the experiences, I mean, I, I we can't use weed maps here and, and you know. I don't use it, but um, uh, Drizzly I have used and, you know, like it, it is a good experience. Like the the liquor store is literally a block around the corner from where I'm sitting right now, but I'm not going to go there because I can just use Drizzly and it's, it's such a good experience. So I think, you know, um, beyond just like the organic search component of it is that you're building that consumer um, loyalty on the back of, like you said, you guys have a good service that is, is pretty valuable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think a, another thing on that, like consumer loyalty and just like brand awareness standpoint that, that I was re- really curious about uh, for you, Jake, uh, was that I'd love to hear some more about the email blunder. I think a lot of us have heard about that uh, and I think that you guys did a really great job at, at flipping that into an awesome way to to show how like cool and, and in the know Drizzly is. Um, so I'd love to just kind of hear your thoughts on that. Um, I don't know that you specifically worked on that, but I'm sure you saw it and got a giggle out of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was I was on the periphery of it. I mean, um, if anybody didn't hear about it, we we sent out we had a little email misfire a couple of weeks ago. Um, we sent out this. We'll call it a personalized email that had a lot of things like placeholders and Laura ipsum and uh, stuff like that. And Twitter kind of blew up a little bit about it. It's one of those things. It's a no shit moment. Right. You're like, uh, what just happened? And one of the things that I really thought was amazing was how quickly our our um, our email team jumped on it, our brand team, uh, someone on the SEO team even jumped in to help. And it was just kind of, its one of those things that could have gone south really quickly. It's one of those things that, you know, it's not, it let's, let's be honest. That was at worst, what, like a mild to moderate inconvenience, like of having to delete an email that wasn't exactly what you wanted, but the way that our, that our team handled it, uh, it would just blew me away. Um, like it was pretty much the most drizzly response possible, right? So. <laughs> Brand teams, a bunch of MP- MVPs, they jumped in immediately to send out some some communications about, hey, Mia culpa, our dog did it, like that kind of thing. But then on top of that, like the they offered a, a pr- promo code that was lorem ipsum.
1: And if you-, if you <laughs> That's if you, hilarious. Uh, yeah, so we, we sent out a cocktail,
2: we, we rebranded, uh, uh, it was like just- a-
1: So meta. Yeah
2: right. <laughs> we revamped a, a vodka crayon and turned called that called out the alarm, Mipsum cocktail and just did some like jokey stuff and just owned it. We were like, yeah, this was a screw up. We'll 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 give you something in exchange and it just really felt like um, an amazing thing and for, yeah, super authentic. And the the response was amazing. Like one of the things that I thought was great is people on Twitter were saying. That we did this on purpose to try to generate buzz and i don't know
1: if anybody's ever
2: tried to make anything go viral but it <laughs> it hard
1: that way it's so hard yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, i mean did you guys use that as a link building opportunity once it kind of caught on fire
2: that's a great idea mike we should talk
3: about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit i got hit up everyone now <laughs> Yo, ironically <laughs> i just got an email from you guys <laughs> <laughs> It's about um, how, you know, because of our curfew here in New York, the retailers are closing early. Um, Yeah, so um, I I did want to say, because it kind of sounded like I was, you know, saying something bad about Weed Maps. I was not. Um, (laughs) It's actually a very well-designed site. Like, I've seen it in in the structure from an SEO perspective. You guys are doing a great job. So I just want to be clear that, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I'm just saying that in New York, we don't use, or I don't use it in New York. <laughs> of course. I'm well, well, old-
0: surprised to hear that. Uh, it definitely does work in New York. If you have a, if you have a medical card, you can ask my father about that. He definitely uses true. it all the time.
1: There That's you go. Very true. There the you old, go. uh, one of the old partners or one of the old founders, Justin Hartfield, actually comes from an SEO background. So actually it's funny because legal that exact match domain, um, was actually the first, um, domain name that we created. Um, right if you go there right now it'll redirect you over to weedmaps.com but it's just like it goes to show how long ago was this domain actually created when exact match domains were still a prevalent thing so mm-hmm. roughly around 11 12 years ago right so um, because of that the structure is basically built, built out kind of towards seo until a certain mm-hmm. point where it's like it's like and you know it's he was working on it for so long and then you know other people get brought in and it's like well, seo doesn't become as big of a priority so there's a lot of gaps that we can still fill in in terms of technical but um it is definitely built out with an seo mind at the very beginning you are correct on that so
2: yeah we had we had kind of a similar thing that our founders are really smart they they like thought about seo right from the get-go before i even started i've only been at drizzly for about a year and seo is a part of the culture but it you know it's also kind of that same thing where it was it's really the the backbone of a lot of the stuff we do and a lot of the things we do are are just right Naturally, um, and now it's it, it shifts a little bit with other priorities and things like that. Um, but it's kind of funny, like when I tell people what percentage of our traffic comes from SEO, they're like, "Wait, what?" Like, and and that's just sort of par for the course here. It's like, yeah, more than you know, so much of our traffic comes from from this this free channel and man i'm air quoting a lot today what's up uh, <laughs> <laughs> can, can we fix that in post yeah. Yeah. i'll do some air guitar <laughs> um but but like so seo is kind of part of our dna and it really drives so much and just like if i mentioned to someone like talking to another seo professional they're like oh wow like no we're we strive for that and it's just kind of is the way it is around here which is pretty cool
1: Yeah, we're the same, dude. We have, I mean, a lot of our traffic comes from organic search and it's such a big, especially in cannabis, right? You can't do a lot of paid media in cannabis. Like you have to do, because the reason being is because Google Pay, uh, Google PPC or AdWords is blocked on any cannabis advice keywords. So it's like my paid media guy, who's like one of my best friends over at Weed Maps, has a very challenging job. He has to find all these different vendors that are able to support our kind of ads on different, you know, like buy-ins or different um, platforms that will actually put our ads on different websites and stuff. And that's been a very big challenge. And because of that, um, SEO has been such a big focus, you know? Um, that's where most of our traffic comes from. So.
0: Cool, and and John, while well, I got you here, so so I know that Jake, he's a work from home guy, but but for you, uh, I think I think it's important to talk about those people that aren't work from home type of people, and just kind of how your experience has been shifting from being in an office to to working at home every day. So I'd love to just hear what's kept you motivated um, in this new kind of environment.
1: Um so i I'm a person that does both. Like I like doing both. I like going into the office because all my friends are there. I mean, I have a lot of friends at weed Mass. So it's like that's how you make that place enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. So um and also, but at the same time, I like being at home with my dog, you know? Um, SEO is something that you can do definitely remotely. Um, it's not something that you really need to be in the office for, uh, but in my opinion, but most of the reasons why I'm in the office is for optics. You want to make sure that, cause I want to move up too. Right. It's like, you want to make, make your stuff known. So, um, I mean, the biggest challenge is when it comes to these types of like transitions is how do you make sure that your, your work and your tactics and your strategy is still being heard. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that the VP and the GM of weed maps was my former boss. Like when you first got there, he was my direct supervisor. Mm -hmm. So getting a conversation with him to make sure that SEO is a priority, continues to be a priority was pretty easy for me. Um, And that's generally, that was generally my challenges. It's like, well, now that, well, just for clarification, I'm the only SEO there, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it becomes like, well, if I'm the only SEO, how do I make sure that like everything's still evangelized for SEO, right? So a lot of it is making sure that you play nice with everyone and also like, um, making sure that you play with the, you talk to the right players, like making sure you have one-on-ones with all your PMs, all the front-end PMs, making sure that all, anything that gets out has an SEO touch to it. That you're also pitch, pitching ideas to your PMs so that you can create new opportunities for search volume. So that's been the biggest challenge. Like, how do mm-hmm. I make sure that my shit still gets touched?
3: Yeah, John, I got to follow up on that because uh, you mentioned product managers, yeah. and I- I'm wondering from your perspective if you've worked in a place where Uh, it wasn't like a product focused company and like what the difference in your perspective is like and how you like get SEO done between those two types of modes
1: yeah for sure so I was in an agency for three years before weed maps I've been in weed maps for three years now so three years three years for in-house versus agency so the biggest difference is is like when you're in an agency you're not really working with product managers you're working with project managers right and they have usually access to everything so you can go in and like and go into the CMS and stuff like that. And then the account managers on the other side, like your clients, they'll be able to assist you when it comes to executables and their dev team, if they need to rely on their dev team, right? Over here at Weedmaps as an in-house SEO, it's a lot about like getting buy-in, right? How do you get buy-in from your PMs to prioritize your shit, right? And it's like, that's been largely like when it comes to the transition from agency to in-house, that's been my biggest challenge like, because they have so much on their plate, right? How do they go ahead and prioritize your title tag optimizations versus a product feature that the C-level suite has been trying to push for so long now, right? And, and the tactic that I generally like to use is with search volume, what's my opportunity? Right. So I'll do keyword research at the very beginning. Like, what is this vertical? How much how many keywords are out there? Well, and obviously keywords, that's a hard number to say, like how many keywords are there? Because even Google doesn't get how many keywords are there. But what you do is you get as many keywords as you possibly can for parallel keywords, uh long tail keywords, and also the main keyword target, and you add all that up, and then um you go ahead and multiply it by like what the 23, 33% first position uh click the rate and then that's basically going to be your estimated monthly search volume, like your cap. Right. And then I go ahead and bring that to my PMs that who already have set up one-on-ones and have built rapport over, over these three years. Right. Because that's also very important. It's not just about, Oh, Hey, by the way, I have this opportunity for you. It's going to be great. No, it's not. So you have to be, you have to be their friend first. Like, Hey, by the way, I have this great opportunity for you. This is going to be a win-win for you and me. Cause I know that your goal is to have an increased monthly active users. My goal is to also have increased monthly active users. This is what this will get you. right Mm -hmm. so that's been that's been my main challenge and like kind of like my Mm -hmm. tactic on getting my stuff done and also again it's being elevated from from your directors your vps your c-level suite because they understand that seo is also a big player especially in the cannabis industry again right so they are going out of their way to go ahead and elevate me making sure that i'm doing lunch and learns right making sure that i'm meeting with the different directors to teach seo Right. Not only that, also level up content editors, how to, how to optimize title tags, how to do keyword research, how to do all that other URL slugs and all the other um, very entry level um, SEO tasks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, does that answer your question?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we had a, another question come through from the audience. Um, they asked. Are you seeing changes in trends as we move from COVID stay at home to phase reopenings and more of downturn economy versus active pandemic?
1: people love weed and it's not like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am pretty sure Jake can say the same because it's like everyone drinks and everyone smokes weed. So it's like, and cannabis has been deemed an essential business. So during the COVID crisis or pandemic um, yes, we have been seeing an increase in search volume and organic traffic as the turndown and the economic, I guess you would say recession, if you could call it that at this moment, uh, we are still seeing an increase. However, from the riots and the protesting we are seeing a decrease because curfew people can't go to dispensaries as much and people are also being very active when it comes to activism
2: what about you uh jake Uh, yeah pretty much what he said i mean we're we're in essential business too where we see a huge uptick and then we we are seeing some impacts from from all the you know everything that's going on around the country right now and it's um we're still trying to figure that out. Like like you just got that email saying that that with the curfews that the stores are gonna be closing at six. There's a lot of that stuff that's gonna impact uh business, but it's the right thing to do. And it's you know we're 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 trying to do that too. Um I think the other thing that I really want to ask too is uh, I'm wondering what a work from home type is. Does that mean like an indoor kid? Is that what is that what <laughs>
0: Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me know that, that you've been working from home for a while. But if you want. I'm
2: just kidding. Yeah. I've been I've been working from home for like 12 years. This is <laughs> this isn't new to me. Um, but it is really interesting because Drizzly has a very uh like bump into someone in the hall culture. It's a very close knit. Everyone's in the office, and the headquarters are down in Boston. We have offices in Denver, and New York. So we we have a distributed uh, sort of culture anyway, right? We we have to have, like, people calling in on the web and stuff like that. But I'm up in Vermont, I'm, I'm not able to, I mean, I can get to the office if I need to, and things like that when it's open. Um, but I have really seen a big difference. It used to be, you know, I don't want it, it just happens, right? Like, if you have 30 people in a room, and there's one jerk up in Vermont, like, dialing in over the phone, it's kind of hard to remember, like, you know, mm-hmm. to, to leave space for that. And it's, sometimes it ends up just being like, and, and it's this isn't just a drizzly, this has been anywhere I've worked. It's like, oh, anybody on the phone have anything to say? No? All right, cool. And <laughs> that's really, <laughs> you know, and that, that's really shifting a lot because now every meeting we have, everyone's logging in from their laptop. So you're mm-hmm. seeing, we're seeing 200 people's faces uh, <laughs> in tiny little tiled fashion in Google Meet. Um, but it really, it, it feels more inclusive for me. I don't feel kind of like that that kid standing off on the on the side, being like, "Hey guys, remember me?" Um, but there there is just it is shifting the way that we that we communicate with each other, and I think a lot of that's going to stick around even once our office reopens. I think we're gonna have some people who who probably elect to work from home more often, and I think it's going to it's going to just affect the total culture of the company as as being able to integrate folks. We we have I'm not the only remote employee at at Drizzly by any means. Um, But I think we're going to be able to see a little bit more integration of of folks joining in different ways and being part of the conversation.
1: I think I think that's a uh, just to add on to that, I think that's a a super great point in terms of like the culture thing, like Weed Maps has been saying that we've been largely very effective and efficient and very productive ever since we've been working from home. Right. And uh, actually, the CEO had said, like, you know what? After this whole thing, we've we've noticed that you know being home with your families and being productive and commute time, all that drop down. It means that once once all this pandemic and it lifts up and we can start going to work, the main focus isn't about coming to the office anymore. It's about flexibility. That's what that's exactly what the COO said. And I was like, dude, how can I not back this company even more? And the fact that it's like a C-level executive is saying, like, oh, by the way, once this pandemic's over, like working from home shouldn't be an issue anymore. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fucking dope. You know? <laughs> yeah so yeah we're, so we're
3: guys, seeing that too so guys we're at time but i do want to leave a little space for you guys to share you know with what, what's your like one go-to tip or tool or takeaway that you want to share with the folks at home uh that they can you know use as an actionable from
1: this discussion um i could go first i guess um interlinks bro technical SEO. Mm-hmm. okay so like i always think about like there's three pillars of SEO, right? Tech, on page, off page. Um, technical is like basically the foundation does everything, is the on switch off, on is the off switch off kind of thing. On page is like your horizontal reach and off page is like your vertical reach. When it comes to technical SEO, that was like, Weed Maps was my very first foray into that kind of field. and. You don't really realize the importance of interlinks when you, until you have a really really big website and until yep. you have a really dynamic website. So, for me, a lot of a lot of my journey here has been in like, how do I connect all these nodes that are pages? Like these nodes are pages, right? How do I connect all these nodes so that when Google crawls this page, they can go ahead and go to other parts that are relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, my takeaway: interlinks, man. If you can find places to interlink, fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah for sure and that like basically the same thing i'm a old tech technical seo nerd from way back and like we finally got our server logs like we have server log uh integration now where i can actually go and compare how google's interacting with our site versus how humans are interacting with our site and try to draw some paths between that and it's been that information is it's been life changing. I'm like a kid in a candy store every time I open up Bot Clarity. So I'm, I'm in there like mucking around every day. And it's really helped kind of figure out things like faceting and pagination and this huge, massive site that we have, trying to make sure that, that um, it, yeah, it's SEO 101 again, but that humans and machines can interact with it and understand what's going on with it. And it's, it's made a big difference. Cool.
0: Well, guys, I wanted to thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today. I think we all got a fair amount out of this. And I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, if there are any other questions that, that come up, whether that be in the chat or just in general, um, you guys can always hit me up on LinkedIn. I can actually post my LinkedIn in here if anyone has any specific questions for me. Uh, but thank you to everyone who came out today uh, to the conversation. I hope everyone's staying safe, healthy, uh, to trying to make the most of uh, what we're going through these days. Um, and until next week, uh, I think we got a, we have an atomic next week. Is that right, Mike? I don't remember, (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I'm sure you'll get an email from us.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm sure everyone who has joined this will get an email about our upcoming, upcoming, sorry, uh, webinar that we got going next week. Uh, but until then, thank you all so much and enjoy the weekend. Thanks guys. Thanks, Thanks guys.